to the Thrive Podcast. I'm Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll share all we've learned about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. I'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Thrive Podcast. Today, I thought I would take a little bit of time and just talk about what it's like to work with your spouse. And I think to jump to conclusions, I think Sloan and I are in a very rare, unusual situation. And I would have to say for most people, working with your spouse may not be the best idea, but that's a little bit of a judgmental thing to say, um, but I will talk you through just some, I guess, some guiding principles that Sloan and I use when we're working together, what I think makes it work for us as a partnership, how it's affected our relationship in a good way, and I think some of these things you can just walk away with and probably apply to working with anyone or working with any business partner, whether you are married to them, not married to them, related to them, not related to them. Um, it's certainly some good life lessons in here just around how to work with people when you're working with them as much as Sloan and I work together. And I think on paper, setting up a business with your spouse may actually sound like a really good idea. You both could probably work from home. You both, you know, can kind of point the business in a direction you want to go. But I will tell you, once again, working with your spouse or your family is definitely not for everyone. Um, I think Sloan and I are at a massive advantage because we actually met at work. Um, 15 years ago, and I was an overachieving 24-year-old account executive, and he was the marketing manager at one of our advertising agency's biggest pieces of business. And I always knew the two of us would do great things working together, but when we first started dating, I couldn't imagine that 13 years on, I would find us living in Australia, because we're both Canadians by birth, let alone running a miniature flower empire. And so today, and I, today, <laughs> so today, Sloan and I own a high-volume retail florist, as well as manage a separate wedding and events brand. And we've been working together day in and day out for the past four and a half years, I want to say. And I've been thinking a lot recently about what makes this partnership work and what makes this business so successful. And it's impossible to pinpoint just one thing, but I've got five kind of top tips for anyone on this journey or anyone who's contemplating the idea of working with friends or family. And the first one is really understand and dissect how each other operates. We are at a definite advantage because we met at work. So Sloan saw firsthand what makes me tick, how ambitious I am, how I handle stress when we're up against a deadline. And I got to know how he operated in the business space too. So what drove him nuts, how he handled stress, how he behaved around people, how he behaved in the workspace versus home space. And, you know, even on a day-to-day basis, we really know each other's patterns. And we know that I am an extreme introvert and love spending time by myself. And Sloan is kind of this quasi introvert extrovert where he really enjoys being out around people to a degree um, but also absolutely loves sitting at home and watching American football catching up on ice hockey so those are things that we just build our life around and 
don't have to explain to anybody or to each other that that's what kind of causes our energy drains or energy renewals and that we have to make time for each other to recharge and rejuvenate that way. And in terms of just the rhythm of the day, I'm a classic morning person where Sloan thrives in the evening. So I'll wake up at 5 a.m. And by the time Sloan gets up at about 7, my brain is already kicked into high gear. I'm moving a mile a minute. I've already come up with 3,000 new ideas, things we should try, things we should stop doing. And instead of just bombarding him with these ideas when he first wanders down the hallway, is I'll wait till he's had a coffee. I'll probably take the dog out and then I'll come back and know that he's kind of woken up to life and ready to kind of hear my ideas and I know he's ready to hear them when he asks because he's very aware of the fact that I will wake up in the morning and come up with 3,000 new ideas. (laughs) And of course then the opposite is true later in the day and in the evening and Sloan's at his peak at 7 o'clock at night. So we've already wrapped up work for the day, we've got a CrossFit, we're making dinner and his brain is percolating over things that kind of irked him, frustrated him in the day or things that went really well. And so then we end up getting wrapped up and talking about that and we've recently implemented a few boundaries around making sure we're not talking about work late into the evening and that it's not all the things all the time all the work all the time and so we really do respect the way each other operates and do our best to set the rhythm of the day up to accommodate that and really appreciate when each other is at our peak and when each other needs some space and some time to recharge So the second thing I think that we've learned about how to work together is being very mindful of how each of us behaves in stressful moments. And I like to equate working together is a lot like traveling with somebody. And, you know, you have no idea how somebody's going to react when they're out of their comfort zone in a stressful situation, when they're, you know, in a busy subway station, when they're getting inspected by immigration at the airport, Um, people when they get hangry, And, you know, not quite exactly the same, but similar in some ways is that wedding and events are very high stress situations and Sloan and I each react quite differently in those situations. So Sloan can get quite anxious and I can get really snappy and short when it comes to being stressed out. And each of us can tell within an instant how each other is feeling simply by our body language, our tone of voice. And we found the best way to move through stressful periods is to give each other a bit more space, be graceful, be kind to each other, and recognize that that stressful period will pass and simplify everything wherever possible. And when the stress is high, so when we're at a wedding setup and time is tight, we really each put the emphasis on clear communication, being direct in our instruction, and preempting what needs to be done. We do our best to just get focused, put our head down, and look to get the work done as efficiently and effectively as possible. And, you know, when you're laying out the name cards for 180 guests at a wedding and something's not quite going to plan, yelling at each other, getting bitchy with one another is just not going to help the situation. Like, blame is not the point. (laughs) Just put your head down and get the work done. So when one of us gets short with each other, we try not to take it personally. We know that the sooner we get the job done, the sooner the two of us can get back to being us. Number three, and I think this is the single best thing that's that's come out of us working together, is being open with your ambitions. So 
I think the greatest benefit of working with your partner is being able to mold your business into something that serves your greater life goals. Each and every day we're talking to each other about what we want as individuals, making sure our business is pointed in the direction to help serve our life, and making sure our life is pointed in a direction that serves us. And at least once a week I'll walk into the kitchen and say, hey, so I've been thinking and suggest some new great ambition or dream or idea or skill I want to learn. <laughs> and we'll always just sit with the idea first, let it percolate, and then come up with a bit of a plan to evolve the business to meet our changing personal goals. And I think it's phenomenal to have that control, to come home one day and say, you know what, we're just going to stop doing this. We don't want to do this anymore. We're going to commit to doing that, that thing that one last time and then not do it anymore and not do it again. And when one of us has that aha moment and we recognize something isn't working for us anymore, we talk about it. And it never feels like a big deal because we talk about it so much. And we sort through a lot of emotions each and every day. And it makes it so much easier to start the next day fresh and not carry over yesterday's frustrations and deal with you know what's happening in front of us and deal with talking about how we feel because of X, Y, Z, you know thing happened or this person over here said this or this person over here is leaving or this person wants you know this promotion it's just you get to talk about all that stuff and you have to talk about how you feel and I'll tell you what Sloan talks about his feelings more now than he did 15 years ago and it's phenomenal and I get to come up with crazy ideas and he gets to turn to me and say mm -mm, <laughs> we're not doing that and it's amazing, and it's brilliant, and I would not change it for the world. So number four is the challenge of creating space between work and life. So when you work with your partner and live with your partner, one of the biggest challenges is separating life and business. And Sloan and I talk a lot about our business, and we spend a lot of time managing our business, and we've learned to embrace the entangled mess of life and business for the time being. And we've made the very conscious decision not to have kids. And we do have other life ambitions beyond our business, though. And making plans for those dreams is definitely on the horizon. But at the moment, this, I think, is the hardest piece of the puzzle for us, is trying to create even just having a life outside of work because it's all-consuming and because we work with each other and the nature of my personality, a little bit obsessed. You know, it's... It's an opportunity for improvement to create space between work and life. And we're still fairly new to the idea, but I know it would be good for both of us in the long run. And I also know our ambitions for the business will evolve and shift and our personal goals will soon take center stage. And every week, at least, we're talking about kind of what will the evolution of this business look like um, five years from now, one year from now, two years from now, 20 years from now, and... It's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And number five, so respect each other's talents. There are so many different aspects to running a profitable and successful business. And in my opinion, when it comes to a floristry business, I reckon that flowering actually accounts for less than 20% of the equation of success. And, you know, if we look at how we split up the tasks between Sloan and I, so We've got staff that cover most of the time at the shop. Um, we now have a new project manager managing all the wedding inquiries and doing you know, the bulk of the heavy lifting in terms of the actual wedding management, wedding production side of it. And so Sloan takes the lead in terms of the operations, most of the staff management, and 
just making sure that the ship is running smoothly from a day-to-day point of view. He also takes the lead in terms of monthly billing and invoicing, and he'll do everything when it comes to Google AdWords, which for our retail business is huge, massive amount of work and such a huge level of expertise that he brings to the table. And it's completely things that people just don't see. Um, he also manages things like maintenance on the van and packing the van and making sure sundries are at the shop, making sure the towels are cleaned, making sure the aprons are cleaned. And, you know, probably more important than all of that is building the relationships with a lot of our vendors. So going out of his way to kind of over deliver and having small chat with the guys that own the local funeral home or the local wedding venue and just really building our reputation and putting a name out there for him. And he is phenomenal at that job and building relationships with all the old ladies of the Southern Highlands. It's his thing. It's where he was meant to be. (laughs) And, you know, I don't think he gets the same, I know he doesn't get the same recognition for the job that he does simply because it doesn't involve flowering. But I also know that his contribution is the reason that this business is so successful and why we're able to make this partnership work so well. Because I couldn't do the floristry work I do without him. And the business wouldn't be growing as quickly as it has been if he didn't contribute everything he did. And I think, you know, no bride has ever turned to us and said, hey, thanks so much for packing the van so well. Or well done on your Google advertising. (laughs) Nice conversion rate. Yeah, that's not a thing that's ever been said to him. Um, you know, and he needs to give himself recognition for that. But at the same time, I also need to be his biggest cheerleader. And because we're in this together, if you're not cheering each other on, then you're in for a long and difficult road ahead. So I would say in that instance, you know, really set yourself up for success by focusing on what each of you enjoy the most and what you're each good at. Um, I would also say say thank you to each other and recognize the value that you each bring to the table and build on those skill sets, you know, be choosy about what you work on. And if you can find different ways, find resources, find people to help you do the things that you don't love doing. And, you know, if you can turn to each other and say thank you and recognize and acknowledge the good job that you're each doing each and every day, then maybe you'll also wake up and realize one day your business is is the success that you dreamed it could be. And I do hope that those top five tips really did help. And I hope that it's something that could translate into those of you who are even looking to go into partnership with a family member, with a friend, with somebody, partner from the industry. I think, you know, these five guiding principles really do help. Um, maintain and build a strong relationship with whoever it is that you're partnering with. So I will just do a quick recap is number one, learn how each other operates. Two, be mindful in the stressful moments. Three, be open with your ambitions. Four, create space between work and life. And five, respect each other's talents. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to another episode of the Thrive Podcast. As always, if you have any questions or comments, just go to thrivepodcast.co and submit your question or comment directly there on the website. 
Um, the other thing too is if you're tuning in, I would absolutely love to see where you're tuning in from. Just take a screen grab of the podcast and share it on Instagram. Tag me, Little Bird Bloom, and I'll definitely comment back, say hi, share it on my Instagram feed as well. Absolutely love to hear you where you guys are tuning in from. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to leave a comment on the website or DM me on Instagram at Little Bird Bloom. Thanks so much, guys. Talk to you soon.